Hi there, I'm reporter Katie Clarkson, and you're listening to Curious City, a WBEZ series where we find answers to your questions about Chicago, the region, and its people. This time, it's questions about strangers and trains. We reveal the conductor who spent decades making the CTA a friendlier place. And how Amtrak unites city dwellers, suburbanites, and the Amish. WBEZ's Curious City is supported by North Shore Distillery. Since 2004, North Shore Distillery has been producing a variety of vodkas, gins, aquavits, and other spirits at their facility in North Suburban Lake Bluff. More information at NorthShoreDistillery.com. And by Artist Frame Service, offering Prisma Frames, a line of seamless acrylic custom picture frames made in Chicago, featuring a variety of shape, pattern, and color combinations in Lincoln Park and Highland Park. More at ArtistsFrame.com. Who is the What is going to be When Where, where do I Why is it How many What is the What <laughs> Reporter Katie Claxon here again Our first curiosity question comes from Paul Vaccarello of LaGrange, Illinois I noticed that there are a lot of Amish people when I'm at Union Station and I wanted to know if Chicago was a large transportation hub for the Amish I want to say first off that Paul's question created a problem for curiosity We answer whatever questions we can, but the Amish are a religious subgroup of people who choose not to participate in much of modern life. They often wear what the mainstream considers old-timey 19th century clothes, men in wide-brimmed hats, women in head coverings and long dresses. They don't drive cars, that kind of thing. So before Paul and I worked on the story, we were worried the Amish at Union Station wouldn't even talk to us about train travel or anything else. According to Stephen Nolt, a history professor at Goshen College in Indiana, the Amish tend to avoid reporters. Amish people, when speaking to, say, members of the media, almost always decline to be identified by name or to be photographed in ways that would highlight them as an individual. Their concern there is one of humility. Paul wanted to strike up a conversation with Amish people, but he felt like maybe that's something you're not supposed to do. Like, it's disrespectful. Like, they'll be offended or something. I don't know. So I've, I've always kind of steered clear. And I'm not that outgoing of a guy where I'm going to just walk up to some random stranger and be like, hey, where are you going? So, you know, it's never really felt comfortable for me to do that. Here's how we approached Paul's question. We'd introduce ourselves to Amish at Union Station and ask them whether Chicago is a kind of Amish crossroads. But we would also want to know more about why they were traveling through Chicago, where they're heading to, that kind of thing. In other words, we'd treat this story with the Amish as if we're meeting our regional neighbors for the first time. Track number 10. When Paul and I make it to Union Station, it's easy to find Amish folks. Almost without fail, they are happy to talk to us as long as my microphone is turned off. But I can introduce you to a few families who are willing to be recorded. Out of respect for the Amish tradition of humility, we've left out people's names. The first couple was returning to Kansas from a wedding in Indiana. Being Amish is a way of life. We actually are Christians, or we're based on Christianity. We believe in God, Jesus dying on the cross for our sins and rising again. And we hope to die and go to heaven someday. The reason why we live this way is we try to 
have simple, quiet, humble lives. To be separated from the world, um, I think it's easier for us to, I don't know, to, to live and just, you know, we're not tempted by that many things. I mean, with TV and all the electronics that are available, it's not, I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just it's easier for us to, to live that way. The key reason so many Amish end up on Amtrak and then at Union Station is that many feel it's okay to take public transit, but they feel driving their own cars is off limits. Paul and I meet another couple on their way to Kansas from Indiana. They're well aware that Union Station is a travel hub for Chicagoans and the Amish. It's nice to go on the train. It's just it's a little bit more time-consuming because you have to wait here in Chicago. That's usually where we usually have to transfer trains. So there's the basic answer to our question. Chicago's a hub for Amtrak, and it turns out that Amtrak lines and Amish communities overlap quite a bit. At wbez.org slash Curious City, we've mapped major Amish settlements and drew in the Amtrak lines. Starting east and working towards Chicago, you can see that Amtrak trains pass through or near Amish communities in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Indiana. Then, heading west from Chicago, Amtrak lines pass through or near Amish settlements in Minnesota, Iowa, and Missouri. As to what the Amish are traveling for, Paul and I heard happy stories of family gatherings and sightseeing at the Grand Canyon. And we heard sad stories, too. We met a young Amish man from Missouri whose skin was really yellow. He said he was heading to Pennsylvania, hoping for a kidney transplant. The Amish often avoid buying any type of insurance, we learned. So people end up traveling for cheaper medical care. Paul and I met two people who had been to Tijuana for surgery. One man put it, quote, We take care of our own. I want to introduce you to one more couple we met, because our encounter gets at the unease Paul and I had in starting this story. They're not actually Amish, they're Mennonite. The two groups have common religious roots, and in this case, they dress alike, too. We learned their first language was Pennsylvania Dutch. We talk Pennsylvania Dutch. <laughs> you don't understand that many Dutch <laughs> Paul and I chatted with this couple for a while. Among other things, we were interested in whether they'd had any good or bad interactions with people. No, we've had a very nice trip. We didn't have any disturbances of whatsoever. <laughs> Except for this, right? Oh. <laughs> no, this is, Except for Katie. This, wasn't a, this was no disturbance to me. <laughs> Later, Paul and I laughed about this statement. No disturbance to me. Again, Paul had felt uneasy striking up a conversation with people that seemed so different. That was cool to see that the Amish people, it seems more difficult to talk to them because there's such a cultural difference between the two. But it's, it's cool to see that they're so willing to, to talk and, and that they don't even really see the, the barrier. And maybe there's a takeaway for the rest of us, too. Maybe you'll be at Union Station, killing time or waiting for the next train. Maybe now there are a few more people you'd feel comfortable warming up to. And they won't necessarily mind if you say hello. Commuting by train can be terrible. You're tired in the morning, you're scrunched onto a train with strangers. It can make you appreciate a familiar voice. That was the case for the woman who sent us our next question. 
Caroline Eichler moved to Chicago in 2011. And this is the first city I've ever lived in, too. So when I got here, I was, like, pretty terrified (laughs) and and overwhelmed. But Eichler got a bit of comfort when she rode the CTA's red line. She heard these really kind announcements over the PA. Happy birthday to you. Hope you live to 100. She asked us, who is the super friendly train conductor on the red line? If you've ridden the CTA's red line in the past 36 years, maybe you've lucked out and heard the same guy. I knew exactly who he was, and I introduced him to Caroline. His name is Michael Powell. Michael, it is so great to finally meet you. I've been hearing your voice on the CTA for about three years now. Really? Yeah, yeah. What were you thinking when you heard me at the first time? I thought it was great. I loved it. There's a lot behind Michael Powell's story of why he became the nice guy on the red line. For Caroline, and for you, here's a short profile. Doors closing. I'm Michael Powell. I work for Chicago Transit Authority. Red line in our treatment. I just started talking, and I know some people say it's not professionalism. It's not what other people do. You only live once. Have a nice day. Don't take life for granted. If it feels like I can say something silly or something half serious, I'll say it. This is Madison. Win or lose, you're the home team. I was the oldest of four children. My mother raised us. She had a rough time raising four children and not having a college degree or any uh, education formally. I can never make her happy. I think my mother didn't know how to give love. Um, I didn't like myself because I didn't get any compliments. She did the best she could, and I just, I just had to get over my fear of rejection. I think that's everybody's problem. The people that I meet on the train are people that, they're like a bandage. When I started getting attention from the train, it was like, hey, I'm getting the love or the attention that I didn't have growing up. It's, it's fun. And as long as it's fun, I feel like it's uh, the best job in the world. Happy birthday to you. Hope you live to 100. Some people feel like they're, they're down in the dumps. They feel like, well, we, you know, I had to come to work today. And I sometimes say, yeah, you know, it would be nice to stay home today, but we have to work. Um, you know, what's for dinner tonight? You know, we'll be home soon. You know, make sure you have everything with you. Just look on the bright side of life. And I high-five people. You know, I wave at them. It's just not a ride home. You know, I care about the people that are with me. I'm not trying to get attention. I'm just, just being human. Can I call You may be disappointed to learn that Michael Powell retired from the CTA at the end of 2013. Caroline was. <gasps> what? Oh, no. Caroline's last question to Michael was, did he have a dream train he'd like to drive anywhere in the world? I'd done enough driving in my life, you know. <laughs> yeah. Let someone else do the driving. Doors closing. Well, I should remind you that when it comes to Curious City, ultimately, people like you do the driving. Each story starts with a question. 
Ask yours at wbez.org slash Curious City. Reporting for these stories comes from me, Katie Clarkson. A version of my profile of Michael Powell originally ran on chirpradio.org. Curious City is produced by Jennifer Brandel, WBEZ, and AIR, with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. Enjoy your dinner, family. Thanks for the riding. Doors closing.